0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, I'm Brandon Perna, host of That's Good Sports, a 10-minute-ish daily NFL comedy podcast. Have you ever wished for a crappy version of The
2: Daily Show, but only about the NFL? then first and foremost, I implore you
1: to dream much bigger. Secondly, I would recommend subscribing to That's Good Sports. Every weekday, I will be giving you NFL news, telling questionable jokes, and swearing just enough so you won't ever be able to listen with your kids in the room or car. I don't ask for a lot, but if you don't subscribe on iTunes, my wife said she will leave me. Thanks, and I look forward to putting my voice in your ear holes. The
3: Detroit Lions gets the victory against the Philadelphia Eagles, 27-24. Who are some guys who stepped up in this matchup? And who will we crowd the oopsie-doopsie and baller of the week final on episode 44 of the Pride Podcast?
0: The Detroit Lions. Blue Iron. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. I got it. wants the throw from deep in the pocket, throws deep downfield. He wants doors set. It is picked up
3: by the line. Darius Slay's got it. Coming back right side
2: yo what is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 44 on the blue wire Network. And before we start this episode i want to give a shout out to my man john for liking my yo's in the beginning because you know i've gotten like 50 50 reviews on it and i'm sticking with it no matter what just because of my man john so all right let's get into the episode so the lions defeat the philadelphia eagles in a big game in philadelphia the philadelphia eagles were banged up but a very good win for the Detroit Lions. Pierre had something to talk about before we get into this game. Pierre, what you want to talk about that happened in this game specifically?
1: Yeah, there was some injuries and not really some good ones. Um, I'm not going to talk about Philly's injuries because I don't care about Philly. I'll talk about <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, Way too big of a list. Way too big of a list. Yeah. <laughs> right. Fly, um,
3: Eagles, fly.
1: <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Oh, hold, on, hold on. Let me just say one thing. You Philadelphia it off the Eagles fan base? Oh, my <laughs> Lord. I cannot stand you guys. I, this game felt so good to win versus this fan base. Like, we have the NFC North fan base. We have the Packers fans. We have the Bears fans. We have the Vikings fans. Those guys are, I think, more annoying than all three of them combined. Like, oh, my Lord. But
1: Pierre, continue with the injury report. I just had to get that off my mind. <laughs> all right. Um, we had Mike Daniels suffer a foot injury. Uh, I believe it was in the first half. He could miss some time. He was spotted after the game in a boot and crutches. Uh, NFL Network Today reported that he's not out for the year. He's seeking multiple opinions, so we'll see about him. Mm -hmm. Darius Slay suffered a hamstring injury. According to Pro Football Doc, he's he's a doctor. He's a good doctor. Most of the time, he's right. He's not always right, but most of the time, he's right. He believes Slay has a hamstring injury, and his status for this week is in question. And then during the game, we had Jared Davis get his ankle taped up. We had uh, Danny Amendola. I don't know if it was his back or his hip, but he got checked during the game. But he came back. Um, Christian Jones was spotted with a brace on his wrist. And I don't – am I missing anything else? Um, Jesse James? Oh, yeah, Jesse James. Jesse James did get hurt. Um, I don't know if he went back in or not. I think he did go back in, but I'm not sure. Did Danny Amendola did come back? Yeah, definitely well, he, he, he,
3: he looked he looked fine. Okay, because I I didn't I, did, I didn't see. I was him scared. I thought he broke his collarbone. To be honest, because I
2: I didn't see him personally. But okay, that's that's good news. Okay. Yeah,
3: it was it was right after that catch he made on the sidelines. Like I saw that. he came down and he was like kind of, you know, favoring his, his collarbone area. And then you know you saw the trainers on the side, kind of favoring his collarbone. So I my heart stopped a little bit because I thought he broke his collarbone. But I'm glad he's okay. I mean he you know he he was good. After the game, so you know, thank god no injuries there.
1: Do you guys yeah, know if Jesse came back? He did not. Um, I did don't back, believe, back. Cend- okay. I do not believe, so yeah, those are something to monitor because they have a they need to be healthy. They have a team that's coming up on Sunday. We'll talk about that later in the week, but they need to get healthy. Yeah,
2: um, they're more healthy than the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll say that for you, yeah, more healthy me.
3: than the Philadelphia Eagles.
2: Um, but yeah, let's get. Right into this football game. So we got some actual injuries this week for the Lions side. Because the first two weeks, the Lions have stayed pretty much, you know, clean, healthy. But, you know, they did suffer some injuries this week. All right. I want to get into this first topic. And this is starting on the offensive side of the ball. Offensive line for the Detroit Lions. Oh, my God. Tyler.
1: No. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Pierre. go ahead, Ru. Tyler. Yes. Who should start next week? Taylor Decker or Tyrell Crosby? <laughs> All right, so if Ooh, you guys put him on the spot. If
2: you guys listened to last episode, I will, or the episode before, I said we should roll Terrell Crosby because um, he played really well versus the Chargers. He really did. Um, but kudos to Taylor Decker, man. He did, he played really well. I'll say that.
3: Oh, um, no. You don't, you don't just give kudos. You got to give a shout out to Taylor <laughs> Decker, man. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my boy
1: Taylor Decker. That's my left tackle.
3: God damn, man. He played his ass off. Uh, yeah. I want
1: to say something about Decker. He only um, gave up two pressures, zero quarterback hits, and he was um, pro football folks' sixth-best-graded offensive lineman in the league in pass protection.
2: Yeah, and he uh, got 100% of the snaps this week on offense. They didn't even, even think about putting Terrell Crosby in that football game. So, uh, yeah, so if you – I mean, I guess I can answer that question. Yeah, I'll go Taylor Decker versus this week versus Casey, but – uh, yeah, shout out to Taylor Decker, man. He played well, but I think the whole offensive line in general, man, just they really did. stepping up uh, another week, not giving up no sacks and keeping your quarterback clean. Frank Ragnow, man, that guy is underrated. He's Frank, a beast. Frank Ragnow, man, like, you just look back at some of the plays. He made Fletcher Cox had zero tackles in this football game. Fletcher he- Cox. He
1: pancaked him on the Carryon Johnson run.
2: Yeah, the one yard touchdown run. Yep. But that's another thing. This is the offensive line. Yes, it's been great in pass protection, but I want to get into that. The, the run,
1: the run protection, man, that's now three weeks in a row. They've not been, you know. Do you want to know why, though? Why is that? So the Lions have faced an eight man box in high frequency this year. That's according to uh, next gen stats from NFL.com. And um, they've. Kerryon Johnson has faced it 45.83% of the time in eight-man box. So the line, they're stacking the box on Detroit. You, it's hard to run it when a team is bringing eight guys. And yesterday against Philadelphia, they stacked the box 60% when KJ was trying to run the ball. 60.
2: So you're saying our shit's predictable when we're running the ball.
1: Kind of. You're having two tight ends out there. One to the left and one to the right. 12 yeah, personnel. They got to change it up a little. And I'm sure they will. If they don't, it's not, I don't think it's going to get fixed. They just need to change up their play calling a little, make little tweaks here and there.
3: Yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to run a 12-person set, and then you know the team goes like the box, I mean, as a coordinator, you need to adjust. Why don't you hand the ball off with a shotgun? Why don't you, like, you know, do some different things to give carry on a lighter box? Have them think you're going to pass and just, you know, run a draw play. Do something.
2: Yeah, it, it's been the same run formation every single time, it seems like. And it's just, he has not even like been able to even break one loose. You know, he's breaking tackles out there. It's not like he's not breaking tackles. It's just the offensive line not holding time for him. And the defense is kind of knowing when we're going to run the ball. And about this run game, man, like, you're going to want to get this run game involved. I know we won this football game, but you're going to want to get this run game involved when you start playing some better football teams. Oh, not yeah. that the Philadelphia Eagles are not a good football team, but they were banged up. So... Um, you could tell, especially when the Lions have the lead, and this is why they have, I think, not been able to hold on to the lead. You saw it week one in versus Arizona. You saw it kind of this week in uh, Philadelphia. It's because they can't run the ball, man, they, because it's so predictable. They like to run the ball first two downs, and they'll gain maybe a yard, and then they are forced to throw in Stafford on a third down, and it's not that Stafford's not you know good on third down. It's just that if it happens every single time, Stafford's not going to convert on third down every single time. So, that's why this team is not good with holding on to a lead is because they need to get a run game going.
1: Well, it's not always run, run, pass. They do mix it up, but when they do run the ball, most of the time it's twelve personnel when they're running. They just need to change it up. Maybe have TJ like line up out wide instead of on the line of scrimmage, or maybe have like one tight end instead of two of them and a fullback. Like be less predictable. And if they're gonna do that, use more play action because it's been working. Teams exactly think we're running the ball when you have Baden in there, two tight ends. They do that play action. That's deadly, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but
2: but yeah, so I think it's just that's that's where they need to get better is holding on to a football like holding on to a lead because you've told when they have had the lead. It's just like they can't run the ball out. You know, they can't kill the clock because they can't run the ball. So that's something they do definitely need to fix if they expect to win more football games. But like I've said in previous podcasts, September football is ugly football, but you just got to grind them out and win these games right now. So that's that's huge. And winning the game in Philadelphia, like I said. Huge. I got,
3: I got some positive, um, some positive news for from Lions fans. I've been, you know, begging for Carry On to get more touches. It looks like this is the type of football we're going to see. In the last game, Carry On Johnson had twenty rushing attempts, and right. that that that's a really high number going for Carry On because I know they're really concerned about his durability issues as far as him being healthy and trying to limit his carries. It looks like he's going to be the main guy because Ty Johnson only had four carries in that game. So it looks like he's, we're looking at mainly just carry on. Doesn't look like it's going to be a split carry between carry on and, and Ty. It might just be carry on. And then Ty Johnson might just be spelling, you know, from time to time, but that, that that's about it.
2: Yeah. I think Matt Patricia made that kind of obvious in his press conference. He said when they actually released CJ Anderson, he's like, we trust carry on Johnson a lot and we like carry on Johnson a lot. So, um, I think it's kind of it was almost expected to, uh, you know, may, carry on that lead back now. Just expect him to get more carries, and that's why I think they made the move for C.J. Anderson. I think it's that they like Ty Johnson, and that they want more carries for on Johnson. So I think Matt Patricia was kind of hinting in it
1: in this week's or last week's press conferences with the media. Yeah, right. I want to say one more thing. Um, so we talked about the Lions' offensive line according to Next Gen stats. Served had an average of three point oh three seconds to throw. That's third most in the NFL this week. Three point oh three seconds is an eternity in the NFL. If yeah. you're in like, if, if you have that long to throw, so that was really good news, especially against Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. I also read that um, Pro Football Focus said uh, this was Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham's worst game of the year. So yeah, Fletcher Cox see, was bad. <laughs> you can see the Lions' offensive line is starting to gel. It's starting to tighten up a little. It's good to see, man. It's really good to see. The tackles, man, they've stepped up. Yeah, yeah.
2: definitely. Did you uh, see a stat that Carson once had more tackles than Fletcher Cox this week? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, <laughs> That's crazy.
1: Yeah,
3: I mean, he had, what, one? He had the tackle two. on uh, A'shawn. Two. I know he tackled A'shawn. got Slay, too. Then Slay. He got Slay, too. Okay. Yeah. On the fumble, had, yo. Yeah, he had two tackles this game. Another thing, big up some Marvin Jones for having the biggest game of the season so far for him. Um you know, he was that guy that stepped up. I knew it was going to be one of those guys. We're going to have some opportunities somewhere. And I had a feeling it was going to be Marvin Jones, and he stepped up. You actually said Marvin Jones, too. I that. did. Yeah, I said, I said if I had to flip a coin, Um, I'm going Marvin this week. Because I had a feeling they were going to try, attempt to take Kenny Galladay out of the game. And then I, I just figured it was going to leave a lot of one-on-one opportunities for for Marvin. Another bold prediction you almost had uh
2: uh, the J.D. McKissick, you said he would have like a hundred rushing or receiving yards.
3: I said he was gonna have a hundred receiving yards. I mean, he had that big forty-four yard oh, run. Yeah. I, <laughs> the, the reason why I went that way is because um, I figured they were gonna, you know, have a lot in the short game, maybe in a lot of the screens. And I thought he would be that guy that they would look for in, in the screen game. And I mean, it didn't, it didn't go. I mean, that's why it's a bold, bold prediction.
2: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey speaking of a hundred yards, how
1: about Jamal Agnew, hundred yard <laughs> kick return? Man? Woo! Swagnew is back. Yeah,
2: man,
1: he, look, he look good out there. Um, I want to apologize to Swagnew. I said they should bench him and play whatever back there. Whoever back there, um, keep him in there. Yeah, man. Y'all, y'all
3: talk about benching him. Hey, playing. we hey, all, we all see. <laughs> I was leading the charge. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I
1: want to um add one more thing about the hundred yards receiving. So. As a defensive coordinator, when you're game planning lines, who do you stop? Because Hawkinson has had 100 yards. And Mendoza has had 100 yards. Kenny Galli has had 100 yards. And now Marvin Jones has had 100 yards. And that's like, if they, wanted, if, they if a team game plans to stop a, pl- a player, another player will step up. And we haven't really had that in the past like that.
3: Yeah, yeah we're, we're deep. I mean, we got a lot of weapons, you know. And then when we get this running game going, I think it's going to be a whole other world.
1: Well, they get going. They just need to stop doing a lot of 12 personnel when they run the ball. The nice did, they did average. More, they need to average above the four yards per carry. That's what they did need. They got McFist's run. They 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 did nothing on the run game, pretty much. We need we need. We just
3: need to get to that four four and a half yards per carry area. At least get out the. Because right now I think we're ranked like 19th, in, in rushing offense. Yeah. We need we need to find our way into the top ten because yeah. that at the end of the day that's gonna that's that's a championship for me. I'm looking at stats to win you championships. That that's one of the stats that will get you in there, get top ten in rushing, and your path to the Super Bowl is 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 much easier. Are we talk about Super Bowl right now. I'm just no, not... well, I'm just I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just, I'm just talking about the team for the future. As far as they just need get I I, I got you get got from it from 19 and, to, and try to get into the top ten.
1: I got you. I got and you. When you. Run the ball like. I know we I know we play the cheese dance, but when you run the ball, you control the clock. When you control the clock, you keep your defense off the field and you try to score and like don't let the other team touch the ball as much. That's they're probably gonna try that next week. See if that works or not. I don't know, but they got to be able to run the ball. I've been saying this for the past few weeks. I said that with the Chargers game, they won, but like it wasn't like the best. It was a win, but it was an ugly win. You know what I mean? If they ran the ball well, they would have destroyed the Chargers.
2: I, gotta I, think run the ball. I think the same thing this week, too, as well, man, yeah, if, the if they were able to if they were able to run the ball this week versus Philadelphia, I believe they could have, uh, you know, really kicked the ties and made this one even more of a bold one. because, I mean, their lines almost blew this game at the end and it was like looking like it was going to happen after the block field goal. And right. it, was getting, it was getting scary, man. It was getting scary. But shout out to that defense, man. They stepped up at the I, very end.
3: I actually want to give a shout out to an offensive player that made. That puts him on a poster. Mm. He's the fullback. Nick Baldwin. Nick Baldwin. Did y'all see that hurdle? That man looked like he was hurdling in the track. Like he was doing hurdles in the track and field. Like, <laughs> that, 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 that was one. That was a nice play, man. We need to probably get him more involved in the passing in the passing game, man. Yeah, even Stafford said he did not expect.
2: They said, I expected him just to put his shoulders down and his head down, maybe truck a guy and <laughs> get some extra yards. But he's like, and everyone was shocked by the horror yeah. his teammates, man. He got, up, he got up there. He got up there. But shout
3: yeah. out to my fullback, man.
2: Nick Bauden. That's what we've been missing. We had Nick Ballore, a former linebacker in that spot years past, man. So, yeah, I only saw Nick Bauden was only in there for about 30% of the snaps. He was only in there for exactly 19, and he was in there for 19. So, he had the same amount of uh snaps on special teams as he did on the offense. 1919 19 each, so that's interesting. So yeah. Ty Johnson only at 13. Wow. Yeah.
3: He wasn't in it that much.
2: Yeah, so, uh, off topic, I just saw it right now. I'm like, okay, twenty percent of the offense, but
3: okay. I honestly uh, and that's the thing. When I when we released um CJ, I thought the you know, Ty was gonna have a bigger opportunity. But it looked mm-hmm. like his role is the same.
2: Yeah, and I uh, and while I'm looking down at this numbers right now. Danny Amendola was only in there for 23 of the snaps. That's
3: that's a little weird, 12.
1: man. 12 personnel. We, that we ran a
3: lot of lot out of 12 personnel. A lot. A lot. They had yeah, two
1: tight ends on the field. They even had three at one point. I saw Logan out there. He made a catch. And Hawk. Was Hawk. Big yeah. catch. Yeah, yeah, catch. Hawk yeah, fell look. on his face, and then Logan. Logan made
3: a catch.
2: It was a big catch, Joe. It was a yep. touchdown.
1: <sighs> Wait, I don't think Jesse was on that play. I don't know. Um, Jesse was in for 35 of the snaps. Yeah. One thing I want to say, Hawk has played well week one, but he's disappeared these last two weeks. He's a rookie. He's a rookie, yeah, but his his blocking wasn't the best. He's a rookie. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, but like I'm I'm being fair, you know. I I love Hawk, but I'm being fair. He also you have to catch that in the end zone, though. You can't you can't drop that. He he actually
3: had I believe he had two that he dropped. That just came right off his hands. Yeah, he has, and he had the he had the, he had the one where um, where he was he actually was stepped of a, out of bounds. It's kind
2: of a controversy call if he like stepped out or not. I, I I think I saw his toe out there on like his on the side, but I mean I don't know. He was out. He stepped I mean, out. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. He, he was out. But
1: he was out. Yeah. I
3: mean, the thing is with, with with TJ. I mean, I think we we fell in love too quickly. I'm not saying that we should you know hop off the the TJ hop train, the the hawk hype train. Um, at the end of the day, this guy's a rookie. You know, he's gonna oh, make right. his mistakes. So I think we put too much expectations on him week one after we saw his week one performance, and we think okay we have a pro bowler week one you know we this guy's still learning the game right now, and uh, to be honest this is the type of TJ that I expected um, these first I mean, and who knows like this is still long season he might pick it up later on but he's a rookie at the end of the day so it is what it is
1: and to be fair he was matched up against one of the best coverage safeties uh, in Malcolm Jenkins so. Yeah. He, could have a, he could have a big week this week. We'll see. I want to ask you guys this overall question
2: for this. Just first three weeks we've seen from this Detroit Lions team. We played two banged up football teams, and we played a not very good Arizona Cardinals team. So are you guys concerned that these were f- close football games, or are you just happy to get the win?
1: I'll say this. In the NFL, it's hard to win, okay? Mm-hmm. In general, it's hard to win, especially on the road. I believe Philly is twenty five and six under Doug Peterson on at home or something like that. I'm not exactly sure but
3: nineteen I think it's like nineteen and six, just something like that.
1: Whatever. He's only lost six games at home with Doug Peterson. So when you look at that and you go to Philly, you go to a hostile environment, we know how Philly is, it gets rowdy, and you win. A win's a win. But they haven't found their identity on offense yet. I mean, they try to run the ball. They could pass the ball, but their running game isn't there. I don't know what their identity is on offense, but it's a work in progress. We're only three weeks in. But it has to get going. Even Matt Patricia said we have a lot of work to do, but we have to figure it out fast because we got a dangerous opponent coming into town. I, I definitely agree. That's that's a very good take right there. I think that I'm happy, obviously, to get these wins.
2: You know, the Arizona Cardinal one should be a win, but we'll t- that's a different episode. But... um you know, I'm happy to pull out these wins, especially in Philadelphia, like like you said. That's just a tough place to win, banged up or not, man. That's just a tough place to win. But, yeah, I mean, you look around the whole NFL, man. Just watch Thursday night football. Watch Sunday night football, whatever it is. You see a lot of ugly football in September, right. man. It's just, it's just a lot of ugly football. And Matt Patricia said it, Stafford said it. It's just ugly football in general. I'm going
1: to say one thing though. If you told me um during the preseason that the Lions would be two o two o and one going into the game versus the Kansas City, I was like, all right, I'll take that. Oh yeah, I I I, I definitely agree. Uh, we've
2: gotten lucky though, man. We you can't say we have not gotten lucky with the injury bug, but we've taken advantage of it. That's what good. All football right. But teams last
1: do. year though, last year though, we were injured. You know, I mean it's part of the NFL. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm
2: not making not making excuses, man. I'm saying that's what good football teams do. But right. we've gotten lucky with playing like half the Philadelphia Eagles roster, missing the game, and then the Chargers the week before. So, yeah, I'm happy. I'm satisfied we got the win. But like you said, it just needs to get better. You need more clean football. But September football, like I've mentioned. One
1: thing I want to see more of, and it's, it's kind of pissed me off. It's getting like to me a lot.
2: Hold your thought there. Let's get into a quick commercial break, and then we'll get into your opinion real quick. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, Running back, racing down the sideline, and with no one to stop them, there's nothing else like the NFL. And there's no better way to make the game even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ang. No one gives you more ways to win than mybookie. Mybookie's got the fastest payouts and the best sporting lines than any other sports books. Don't forget where you're betting. is just as important as where you're betting on. And mybookie.ang is the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where you should play. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet on them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. If you're that kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. The promo code is BLUEWIRE visit mybookie.ang you play you win you get paid mybookie.com a few of us on this show use harry's razors if you visit their website you could check out all the different shave sets and face care products join the 10 million who have tried harry's claim your special offer by going to harry's.com slash blue wire why try harry's Harry's founders were two regular people guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair place. Just $2 per blade. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. So, if you guys don't like your shave, just let them know. Full refund. Well worth a try. This summer, refresh your wallet and your face with the Harry's Trial Set. It comes with a weighed economic handle for an easy grip, a 5 blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. For a close shave, rich lathering shaving gel will leave you smelling great. So if you want to smell great, use Harry's. And travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you. Let them know Tyler sent you so you could help out the show. So it's always appreciated, guys. So hope you guys take advantage of this deal because... It won't be there all the time.
1: And we are back, folks. Peter, what do you got to say now? All right, one thing that kind of, like, pisses me off. You're in the fourth quarter. Can we, like, pass the ball instead of just keep running it and, like, getting a yard or two and then being in third and long? And then can we, like, just start with a pass or a play action? Like, can we keep our foot on the gas pedal? Because... These last three weeks, it's almost has happened. I I know we've won two and we've tied the other one. But, man, can we, like, get aggressive, like, stay aggressive? Yeah.
2: And I like I said in the beginning, our run game is so predictable, too. It's just not good, too. It's where I'd rather just rely on Stafford's arm, especially against the Eagles, man, with that banged up secondary. And not that he's good at all, but he, we were torching him even when he was in the game. But Ronald Darby was not even in the game. Test those corners, man. test it. I know Malcolm Jenkins is a dog, but test that secondary out, man. Throw to Marvin Jones. He's been the hot hand. Get Galladay involved, whoever, man. Just keep passing the ball, man. I, I, I was getting sick of that damn run at the end of the game. Like, I know you want to juice the clock. You try it out. It wasn't working out, but it seemed like every time Stafford was getting a first down on third down and then the first two plays, run, run. All right, third and nine. Let's trust Stafford arm again. It's not going to work every time, like I said. It's
1: just not. In the, four, in the fourth quarter, man, that's the money quarter. You have to get aggressive. They got to like, stop be like, all right, let's run the clock. Let's take the field goal, whatever. Nah, man, it's it's like third and three, pass the ball. Second and eight, pass the ball. Get aggressive. Look, you could run the clock all you want, but if you're not going to like get first downs and stuff, you're just going to punt it to them give another chance. So why not pass the ball? If we had yeah. an efficient
2: run game, I would say – Matt Patricia's doing the right thing, but our run game is not look like good. So right. <laughs> I, I trust Stafford's arm because Stafford's arm is will look good
3: the first three weeks. Yeah,
2: he's yeah. looked
1: good. Yeah, exactly.
3: I, Matt, Matt Patricia has to he has to come to a point to say you know he has to look at Stafford and say yo Stafford put this game away, and he just gotta let Stafford do it. Does, you know put the game away? Not if you're up by ten, where if they score a point they're right back in the game. Try to run out the clock when. You don't have a running game right now. It's just not working right now. So you know, hopefully later on, they do have a running game and then they're able to do. You know, they're able to, you know, control tr- control the game, control the clock at the end of the game. But now it's just not working. We, we right now they got to look at Stafford and say, you get, put this game away. If we're averaging three yards a carry, we don't need to be trying to, you know, run out the clock if we're not going to get a first down.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because you're just going to punt the ball off. On a, you're going to have a three and out or Stafford's gonna come up big on third down he was that's what kind of like you know killed some time honestly because Stafford was pretty besides the last one obviously but he was pretty big on third down like throughout the whole game and he was converting on a lot of third downs right so um if Stafford doesn't make those third downs and I mean there were like long third downs too they weren't like third and two third and one they were third and nine, third and 10 every single time so yeah that's that's just not fair to Stafford to keep relying on him to do it because your run game was absolutely doing nothing that game. And just to keep on trusting it, it, just, it, it, it kind of pissed me off, man. I, I would like to see him, you know, mix it up a little bit, play action, just standard passes, whatever, man. Just mix it up, not just first and second down run and third down pass. It's just,
1: like I said, it's just not going to work every time. And it didn't work every time. So this, this, this is like the fourth quarter we're talking about, you know. Like the first half, they're doing everything. They're running it, they're passing it, they're mixing it up. But when it comes to the fourth quarter, man, they take their foot off the gas pedal. Keep it on there and press harder, man. Like finish these guys. Like remember when we got that pick, we were texting each other, all right, let's finish them here.
2: Yeah. Or it was it was that a pick? It was a, the, I forgot, it was a turnover. You're, ta- you're talking about the Jamal Agnew when he got us to the fifty yard line. He, we didn't score points on that too. You gotta take it right. possession. You gotta too,
1: finish that, man. Just score Just Take shots at the end even, zone.
2: Even three points, man. Just get
1: something. <laughs> Your O line was holding up. They weren't getting no pressure on Stafford. Dial up something deep, man. Throw on these guys.
2: Yeah, because it was uh, a point where it was twenty seven seventeen. I want to say early fourth quarter, maybe late third quarter. I don't remember exactly, but Jamal Agnew had a really good punt return, got you to your, uh, their forty eight yard line, and they weren't able to even get in field goal range because I don't think they like gained a yard on the on the drive. Man, it was just that's where like you had to get some points because if you got let's say a touchdown you really ice the game at that point because there's about i think it was in the fourth quarter i think it was early fourth so then you're looking at about like eight minutes left this football game when you're up uh what would it be uh my math uh 35 uh 35 17 so compared to a 27 17 game so it's a big difference or even if you score a field goal 30 to 17 it's it, it makes a difference so yeah you got to be more aggressive in the fourth quarter and and if they were more aggressive in all three of these games, they would be three and zero right now. They would be three zero.
1: Yeah,
3: so. that that is true. Well, guys, ready to hop into the defense?
2: Yeah, let's
1: hop into defense. Matt Pritchard says,
3: "Cover one defense."
2: <laughs> His man coverage defense. So let's. Uh, okay, so Pierre, you asked me this question last week. Am I concerned with the defensive line? And I want to kind of revisit that topic. Malcolm didn't actually have the chance to answer that question, so. Malcolm, give me your opinions from last week to this week. Uh, were you concerned last week? And let me know your follow up answer because I know you didn't get to talk about it because you weren't. Let,
3: last week, I was definitely concerned. Just watching the defensive line just made me, you no, know, honestly made me sick. Um, they were was getting when no you pressure. dropped your Philly when Philly cheesesteak on your Vans. Yeah, I, I, I think that's what caused it. Just watching the defensive <laughs> line. Um, I had on all white. I had on all white Vans and. Just watch that defensive line made me like, toss my Philly cheesesteak on my all-white Vance. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that Charger game, the defensive line, they didn't look good. I mean, you know, we had high expectations for these guys coming in. You know, mm-hmm. we even had their audacity, and I, I do apologize to the whole 2014 roster. We had the audacity to compare these, our defensive line to that defensive line. And, you know, we just had a high expectations for these guys. But I will say this: This week they did look a lot better. Um, yeah. They were able to generate some pressure
1: against a good front, a really good. Against front. a good
3: front, I mean, they they still have a lot of work to do, and I agree. It's, it's not going to cut it right now. Our total defense we're ranked twenty third, and that's not going to get you anywhere right now in NFL. If you're ranked twenty third in total defense, the run defense that was that was so amazing last year, uh, it's not looking good. We're twenty second um in these last three games and that's that's not good. We you know we have to we definitely have to stop the run. If you can't stop the run, everything is just gonna be a lot harder, you know, playing against playing against good teams. Mm-hmm. And then our pass defense is 21st. So overall we're looking like at 20 like this this defense look like the normal Detroit Lions defense. Like right now, they're not doing anything out of the ordinary that's different from this year to 2017's um Detroit Lions defense or 2016 Detroit line defense, well, I would say this though they are bending and not breaking. I'll say that in the goal yeah, line they, the goal line looks uh-huh. good. the goal line was good, the goal line defense was good. They are causing turnovers, so we had two turnovers this week um you know they had they forced they forced three fumbles, but only recovered two um so they're doing a good job you know getting turnovers and not giving up points in the goal line, but they just need to tighten up man.
2: Yeah, and especially uh, if Slay is
1: out for a few weeks, man. You know, oh, God. yeah, that, that, that pass rush needs to step up. I yeah. want to get into uh, the DBs. When Slay went out, I was like, fuck, here we go. No, that didn't happen. Uh, Mike, Mike Ford Mike Ford played really well. Uh, Justin Coleman, man, he's impressed me a lot. He had an up-and-down camp, but these past few weeks, he's looked really good. He looked really good yesterday. It didn't matter who he was covering. He was doing well. Yeah, and he then went up, uh, he went up against Eric of wide receivers
3: that's when I started hearing the, the fire trucks coming down the street. It was like in the far off distance or whatever like that. Smoke started getting worse. Then I seen a guy hanging out the window, you know, screaming that his kids was in there and things like that. So I, I ran to the back door, see if it was open and it was. I ran upstairs and then I was breathing with smoke. I ran back downstairs. By that time, the ladder truck was pulling up. And ironically, being my one of my, ex, my old co-workers took the ladder off the off the truck, raised it up, and, down. My man just throwing babies out the window. So we was catching them. Unlike Aguilar and his mishaps, I like to put
2: that out there.
1: <laughs> and then Rashawn Melvin. I mean, he's just—he's a really good number two. Really yeah. good. He had the money.
2: He had the money play to end the game, fourth and fifteen on uh who was it? JJ Arsega
1: Whiteside. I'm not gonna lie. I think that was a flat out drop. Oh yeah, on Arcega. Melvin said I, he got. T- Melvin said he tipped it a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
3: Melvin said he tipped it a little bit. He was there. That's all that matters. He was there. It could have yeah. it could have been a lot worse. He could have he could have did pass interference. He could have held him. Mm-hmm. Something bad could have happened. I mean, if that I, wasn't
1: even Lawson that. that
3: was never lost. That thing would have been a pass <laughs> interference. It would have been on the half yard line. Like, it would have been bad. H- how scared were you guys
2: when you saw Carson watch? Wentz-
1: uh Launch that ball like okay. to the end. Uh, so uh, uh, I thought uh, there uh, was this, I thought there was a safe. Team. I was like, all right, we have a safe team. They're probably bracketing. It was like, oh shit, Malvin's only. I was like, oh <laughs> shit.
2: Like, like, like just watching. I'm like, oh my god, no, 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 yeah, no. Just really the too.
1: ball go, go, go. I was like, fuck. He's I'm so like, god, I'm like, like, he had him beat a little too. He did have him beat a little. It was a clean pass too by one. The ball was thrown like a little. I don't know, maybe it was like little. That was a
2: clean pass
3: by man. Or say guys, and straight up dropped it.
1: Whatever. Yeah, it was a drop.
3: <laughs> Yo, know, I honestly thought when I saw that ball go in the air, I thought it was gonna be a blown coverage. I thought this guy was gonna be wide open and he's gonna like walk into the zone. Because usually like when they throw these deep passes on us, something bad is like it's like a blown coverage somewhere. Mm-hmm. Where they're like wide open. Like you saw it in the first half, in the first probably like their first drive. What's when, like- yeah, that, that was definitely Slay in the cover three when he kinda bit and then Sanders was just wide open. Um, I thought it was gonna be a play like that. That's that's why I was I was kinda scared. But he was um, Melvin was there, so that's you know, kudos to the Lions.
2: Yeah, I, I was scared shitless when I saw that, like when it just launched that ball, like, oh my god, no. And uh going on from that drive when Darren Sproles caught that huge, like third and Ten play and then had the offensive pass interference. I'm like, oh thank you <laughs> yeah. And what is up with, what is up with Philly? Three offensive pass interference in that football they game. Can't, that, they don't have no the, the receivers are not
3: there. They they can't separate. That is yeah. just
2: on like seen in the
3: NFL, man. Three offensive pass interference. I was yeah, they, shocked. They got a, they have to give a shove because they they're they're not they're they're backups for a reason. And they couldn't separate. So that was their way of trying to create some separations by giving a little shove. Yeah, I believe it, I believe it was Matt Collins two times,
2: and I don't know what
3: it is like.
2: Matt Collins, if you were somehow listening to this podcast, you were pissing me off every time. I just saw you catch that first down He Like he kept making that little dance movie. You're like I don't know what the hell that was. It was just pissing me off, man.
3: I was like I'm like, dude, who the hell do you think you are right now? If, if this <laughs> was last year, live? if this was last year, you know, I think we got lucky because if this was last year. I don't see the refs calling three offensive pass interference. I mean, yeah, I agree. I think they, if it was they Elshon, she, up. They, they, feel look, feel if they that some of those go.
2: If it was Elshon or Sean Jackson, they wouldn't be calling it. If it was Matt Collins. That's why.
1: You have a point there. <laughs> um, I want to get into our ninety million dollar man, Trey Flowers. So he is like they've been stole these him. He hasn't played that many snaps, but uh, last night, over <laughs> Whoa! He has six <laughs> pressures. Six pressures. Six.
2: Yeah, with uh, Jason Peters missing most of the game due to an illness, Deuler is Andre Deuler get... is good, and then
1: we were <laughs> <past laughs> <they're laughs> on too. their third
3: we're rookie.
1: We were on their third string. Their oh, third string second. started last year when Jason Peters was out. Mm-hmm. He, he played well too. They trust him. That this guy's more, solid. Most
2: expensive pass rusher in NFL. We're talking about.
1: We were so, so, all right. Wait, he had uh, six uh, pressures I'm... and he had a sack. He did his job. All right. How much? How much he getting paid a year? Is it sixteen million? Uh, it's five years
2: on ninety. So what is that? It's like right now 16, but it, can't 16. Up, so it can not right, get so up to. All right, so this year
3: 16, so he needs to put like 16 pressures on every quarterback every single week for me to be happy about this guy right now. Okay, okay that's a high expectation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: it's like one pressure per million. <laughs> 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 no, nah, he actually he played he played well. I mean, sometimes you gotta take what's in front of you. Yeah. yeah, Peters went down. Yes, their their first round rookie um came in filled in, and he got hurt, and they're rolling with it was that, the third string?
1: Uh, he's making 18 million a year, not 16. My bad. So 18 pressures a week. And then one more thing, pressures. though. One more thing I want to say. He's coming off an injury, right? I know I've been saying this a lot, but they finally played him, like, he played 71% of the snaps. I believe last week he played less than, like, I think it was around 50 or in the 40 range. But now they're, like, they're getting him more reps. He's getting more comfortable. He did have some stupid penalties. You could tell. Like you could tell, the rust is starting to knock off these guys. Even Damian Snacks, Harrison played well yesterday. Played a lot better than he's played. Um, Romeo Cuaro had his best game yesterday. So you could you could tell the rust is starting to knock off a little, and these guys are starting to get more comfortable. Yeah, I mean they are, we did overhype them a little. They should be playing what? better, but little. It's, it's <laughs> nice. It's nice to see them play better and get back to their form.
2: Yeah, but Fl- Flowers definitely needs to clean up on those penalties. I believe he like. Two or three, two yeah, thought, really key I ones. I think had right? yeah,
1: two of them. I thought one of them was a BS call. I forgot what it was. It was it something the one stupid? that where
2: he, is it where he knocked down once.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was stupid.
2: I mean, That's he,
3: let's keep. I'll, the I'll have to say straight. this. I think we overhyped him a lot. I don't, I'm not gonna say we overhyped him a little. We thought actually, this was gonna be I call a, him top a top five. five. Yeah. We called this a top five unit. They're not even looking like a top twenty defensive line. And
1: yeah. then Mike Daniels gets hurt, so we'll yeah. see. You know, we'll see what happens. If they get Deshaun Hand back. I think Deshaun Hand. Like I said earlier in the hopefully year, hopefully Austin Bryant and
3: Deshaun Hand make saves the day.
1: Deshaun Hand to me has Aaron Donald pass rush potential. He's not there yet, but I said this like on a few pods, few episodes ago. Not a few, maybe like ten episodes ago. Whatever. The way he pass rushes, he's special, man. He has that speed. He uses his hands really well. He's quick. I like Deshaun Hand, so hopefully they can get him back this week. We'll see.
3: He's a hell of an upgrade over Kevin Strong, so. Oh yeah, one hundred
1: percent.
2: Hey, hey, give my man Kevin oh, Strong Kevin Strong balled out. out. Had that block. Uh,
3: they don't know, man. That, that, they this defensive line played a lot better this week than he did the first two weeks.
2: Yeah, but I, I, it's I, still
3: yeah. well, was still well under our expectations that we had for this defensive line going into the season. On, it's on just
2: yeah, honestly, given one hundred twenty-three rushing yards to the Philadelphia Eagles' run game was a bit. You know, underwhelmed. A bit
3: much? Yeah, yeah it's have really yeah, They good. They haven't had a rushing game.
2: Yeah, and to give them 123 was just, no. I don't want to see that, especially the, when I've been hyping out my man Damon Snap. I haven't been able to bring up the stat this year. Man. I really have not been able to, and I miss it. Yeah, I really do miss it. So I'm hoping I can get back into that stat, you know, into some future games. But I can't say it this week either because the Eagles did rush for 123 this week. So
3: hasn't um, been, He hasn't been playing his best football. Has, like, you know, you know who has been playing the best football to me? A'Shawn Robinson. Uh, oh yeah, one
1: hundred percent.
3: Yeah, Aishon. A- a- been good, but Christian Jones, man.
1: Yep.
3: Christian Jones, like this is probably the best football Christian Jones I've ever seen before. I agree. Like Christian Jones, all over the place. He's he, like I've seen him as a as, as a jack. Like he was rushing the passer and putting pressure. He got a sack. He got a, he got a sack. Yep. And he's, he's he's putting pressure up the middle. His coverage not the best, but he, he's doing what he has to do. Like he looks like a legit linebacker. And I see why he's in there more than Tavis. Tavis has been great too, but he's getting the bulk of the snaps. Christian Jones is balling out. And that's all I gotta say about Christian Jones, man. He's balling out.
2: Christian, yeah, Jones. Christian Jones Christian Jones should have gave a touchdown up But if Dallas Goddard <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> dropped that yeah. wide open pass, man. That was
1: bad. You know who didn't look good yesterday? Two players that I thought should have played better. I think Jared Davis, well, he's obviously a little rusty. Yeah. Hasn't really played coming off an injury. Another guy who was who missed tackles normally doesn't is Quandre Diggs. Yeah. I love Diggs, but I I don't think he had the best game yesterday, and he'll he's probably tell you up. that too.
3: He's not wrapping up. He's trying to he's trying to chop these guys and trying to get these big hits. He he's not wrapping them up. He and he's missing a lot of tackles. And this is not just this game; he's missed tackles. Mm-hmm. He's miss, been missing tackles all season. Yeah, he had three in this game, and I believe three the week before in
2: L.A. as well. When so. we played the
3: um the the Cardinals, they were they ran in reverse where it was like third and one, and we had the reverse stopped in the backfield. But what does Car- oh, yeah, what he, does, he, what does Diggs do? He goes for his guy's legs and try to chop this guy down, just wrap him up.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. He, he he's he needs to get better on that, obviously. Cause
3: he needs to get better. You know, he know he knows it. You know, he and he he'll do it, man. This dude's a
1: leader. He will. He, yeah, he, he will he do it.
2: Yeah, he's a good player. But yeah, so that's that's something that definitely needs to be
1: you know fixed. Like up. you this, said, Tyler, they all no one's like plays their best football in September. I think it's like a little rust.
3: Um, right now we're we're in a really good position. Right now, we look at our record, look where we are. I mean, you look at the media that before the season started. There's no way in hell. I don't think any of those guys predicted us to be two on one. I don't think anyone expected a tie. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they predicted us to even have two wins right now. I, I definitely do. Yeah, so for us to be considered undefeated going to this Kansas City Chiefs game, I mean, I think this is this is a hell of a first quarter for Patricia and, and, and the staff.
2: Yeah. We've right, knocked yeah. We, we've knocked down two last year playoff teams, man. And and in Philadelphia, man, that's just huge. Like it wasn't a Ford Field game. This was in Philadelphia. And winning in
1: Philadelphia is tough, man. That's the home of Will Smith. Another thing that's big about that game, because Philly's also in the NFC and probably Dallas is going to win that division. When you're fighting for that wild card spot, if you're Detroit, you have a tiebreaker over Philly.
2: Mm-hmm. We are actually right
1: now. We are in the sixth spot right now in the playoffs.
3: (laughs) The if the season were to end right now, there there's a part of this Detroit Lions team that has me concerned right now, and something that dragged on throughout the weeks. Mm. And looking at this, the last game we just had against the Eagles, I thought it was fixed. I was about to come in to this pod and say our special teams is fixed. You know, kudos to the goddamn coach. They fixed our special team. And then that goddamn block happened. <laughs> what is going? It. What is going on with our special teams, man?
1: I don't know. It's actually trying to piss me off. Block, I, I can't. Punch,
3: block field goal. Like, can we play? A, like, what is going on?
1: And then Sam Martin's having the game of his life, and then he decides to like shank one. Like, I don't <laughs> understand it. Like Matt, the, the special Matt teams. Vader, Bob,
3: is bothering me the special teams is bothering me right now. It's
1: bothering me too. They did have some good plays though in the – They did. In the um, kickoff return? return game, kick, yeah, the return game was good. He had a good. nice punt return. He had a 100-yard kick. Good. Which is the first return of the NFL and the only return right now of the NFL. Yep. Unless, unless the Bears – Unless <laughs> the Bears are a have to go into the house, but I don't think so. I don't but, I think Kevin has their plan.
3: Like, you think huh. – do, do you think our special team coordinator should be let go, relieved of duties? All right, no, I
1: now, no, I no. said when they blocked that field goal, it was my emotions. I I tweeted out, fire this coord, fire this special teams <laughs> coordinator. It was my emotions, but I don't. But after like seeing how they did in their, they changed their blocking schemes with like returning, and they they, they got rid of their stupid penalties. So I think maybe you give it another chance, but he's on the ice, man. I'm like yeah. this close. Like, to fire. I'm, like, yeah, super yeah, close yeah. to
3: fire. One more block, and I, I, I'm, I'm firing him. I'm going to go to try and throw him out myself. One more block. Let one more block happen. He can go back to Central Michigan uh, with
2: uh, an, an Antonio Brown now. <laughs> oh, yeah. They get, he's going back to school. Yeah, If he's uh, going back to Central Michigan, he can go back with him. So. Oh,
3: wow.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was never really good with us in special teams when he was. With, I think the highest made group was, like, 19th or something like that. He was never a good special teams coordinator, but they brung him back. Yeah. We'll I, see I, what happens.
2: I, I don't think you fire him.
1: Just, yeah. You just got to give
2: it a... One up. more block.
3: I'm telling you, one more block. Oh, he one
2: needs- more block to fair expectation. That's, yeah.
1: that's fair. fair. Yeah, but like... on. Like we said, though, I mean... This is like a banged-up Eagles, makeup bang up Chargers team. You come in next week and you get a field goal blocked or a pump block. Dude, you're oh, playing Patrick Mahomes. No, no, you're no, 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 no. 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 You're, not wasting, you're not wasting points against the Chiefs, man. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? And you you got to noticed- be on your A game, man. Like you, you can't do like small mistakes. You got to be on your A game. You can't miss tackles against that team. We'll talk about that next week, but just in general, you have to be on your A game in all three phases, man.
3: And definitely- for some reason, why is, it happen- why is it happening in clutch key moments? I know they almost blew us the game. It almost it blew us the game. It's happening in cuts in 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 key moments, like in the fourth quarter. They need they the other team needs a point to score, either down by three, down by six, down by something, down by seven. You know, it's one possession game, and then they're they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Can't definitely can't do this <laughs> next week. Um, let's just jump into oopsie doopsie. Tyler, do you have a oopsie doopsie for the week? <laughs>
1: me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest
2: violin. Got one. Alright, guys. So, after hard thinking on this oopsie-doopsie... Okay, it literally took me two minutes to think about it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm gonna go with the Lions' Run Attack. Because it's another week where they cannot get a run game going. Did you just really give it to a whole scheme? I've done I've, I've, I've done this... <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give it to the Run Attack, man. It's just not been good. Um, it just needs to somehow find a way to get better. So the offensive line needs to get better on the run scheme and just the running backs in general. So I'm giving it to the whole run scheme in general. So that's my oopsie-doopsie of the week.
3: Whoa, <laughs> man. That's How many people's involved in that? That's the coordinator? That's all offensive linemen and running backs? Damn, poor carry-on. Fullback. Oh, man, fullback? That's everybody. <laughs> Golly.
1: Yeah, whole running scheme, man. <laughs> I give that probably mostly to Judge Davidson and Daryl Bavel, because. But that's just my like when you say running scheme, that's why I blame. Yeah, I, I I mean I agree. So, uh,
2: but I'll just give it to the whole unit. So everyone okay, that's fair. Get, everyone needs to get better on the running scheme.
1: Okay. All right. So Pierre,
3: do you have a baller of the week?
1: I do. I want to apologize once again. I said they should have benched him. (laughs) And I'm happy they didn't. Jamal Mm. Swagnew. Um, Stafford talked to him after the game the other day. I thought that was awesome, by the way. All these idiots that say Stafford is a leader can go jump in a river. (laughs) And then, I mean, Jamal Agnew. First kick return touchdown of the year. 100 yards to the house. Pure speed. Great blocking, by the way. Great blocking by everyone. D-Virgin had a great block in there. Um, Mike, Ford, Ford. Mike Ford. Mike Ford, thank you. Mike Ford had a great block in there. CJ Moore. CJ I mean, all around, it was really well executed. It was awesome to see. The kid had his confidence back because then later in the game, he he returned a nice punt. He, took, he got it to midfield, gave him good field position. Didn't and then you could see the players, they, they trust him. They like him. When, Matt, when he scored the touchdown, Matt Patricia... Gave him a big hug and gave him some encouraging words. Yeah. So, Is Marv-
2: Marv- does Marvin Jones get uh, co-candidate?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah. How- Marvin played well, man. Yeah, Mar- Marvin, <laughs> yeah, had Marvin played really well. Yep. Marvin had uh, he beat his guys. I believe he had six catches for a hundred one and a touchdown. So. Yeah. yeah, Marv played well. Got a little army crawl involved. It was well. nice to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Got some
3: Jones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Get> some, <laughs> got some touchdown celebrations. That's another thing the Lions need to do, man. Get the touchdown celebrations going, man. I see all around the league. We were playing with our celebrations. So, any Lions players listening to this podcast, get us some celebrations when we get in that end zone. We want to see it.
1: Yeah, let's go. Yeah, man. Let's go. Uh,
0: last year, the Chicago Bears were so dumb, so we have to respect the division champs. And you have Aaron Rodgers sitting back saying, wait, 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 wait. wait. Chicago Bears is cute, okay? Vikings is cute. Lions, yeah. I got this. The boogeyman is back. And the expectations for the Green Bay Packers are through the roof. I would say don't forget about the Lions as well.
3: All right, everybody. So with the NFC North News, the NFC is, as you can see, is a very close race at the moment. In first place, in first, we have the— Are we first? No, we're not first. Not not, not, not yet. Um, but in first place, we do have the Green Bay Packers with a 3-0 record. In second place, the Detroit Lions. They're 2-0-1. And then, in the third place... <laughs> and then in third place, we do have the Minnesota Vikings at two and one. And then as we speak right now, the Bears are playing, but their record as we speak is one and one. And they're playing against the Washington Redskins. And if I had to make a prediction, I think it will be two and one going to next week.
1: They are up right now. Twenty eight zero with thirty seven seconds left in the second half. OK, they're twenty zero. Yep. All right, so they will be two and one. All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, going to the games
3: real quick. Um, the Packers they did defeat um the Denver Broncos. Aaron Rodgers balled out as usual. He had two hundred thirty-five yards and one touchdown. And then the Minnesota Vikings completely demolished the Oakland Raiders, 34-14. And Dalvin Cook, man, he's a guy that we. Definitely have to keep an eye on, especially when we start playing them. This guy, I believe all three games had over a 100 yards. He might be, I'm not sure if he's leading the league in Russian. Is he leading the league in Russian?
1: He might. He's up there.
3: He's up there. This guy is balling out, man, and they're looking like one hell of a team. Yeah, they look complete. Yeah, and that's all the news with the NFC North. Europe. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
2: (laughs) All right, guys, that is a wrap to episode 44 of the Pride Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the Lions getting this huge victory on the road in Philadelphia. Now we got the Kansas City Chiefs coming in town. So look out for Thursday will be our our preview on the Kansas City Chiefs new date. So Thursday will be our new date for for the rest of the season on previews for Sunday 1 o'clock game. So look out for that. And uh, whoever is attending that football game in Detroit, we need you guys to boot up, stand up and be loud because Patrick Mahomes is coming to town. So we need all that home field advantage we can get. So let's let's make him feel it. Patrick Mahomes coming to the Dome for the first time. Let's make him feel it, man. So we need to boot up and stand up, as my boy Michael Banks would say. All right, guys, I am out. I'm signing out, boys. All right, guys, peace out.
3: Peace.
2: Pride Podcast is sponsored by The D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters.